he asked. It was a foolish question. He knew the answer. But for some reason he wanted to hear Tucker put it into words. Then again, that had been the problem all along. He had wanted to believe Tucker Austin. I'm afraid there's no other way out. Tucker rested both elbows on the railing and contemplated the night. It's either you or me this time. Survival of the fittest and all that. The magic lantern has certain hypnotic effects. In addition to creating those fascinating hallucinations you're currently viewing, it makes you vulnerable to suggestion. For example, you feel like taking a walk off this balcony, don't you? No, Fallon said again. He tried to move, but when he took a step, he stumbled and went down to his knees. Tucker gestured toward the building across the street. You know what you should do, Fallon? You should cross that crystal bridge. Halfway over, you'll have a terrific view of the heart of the universe. How can you resist? Fallon tightened his grip on the railing and hauled himself upright, He tried to focus, but the crashing waves of the auroras that lit up the night were too distracting. What bridge? he asked. Right there. Tucker pointed. It leads from this balcony to the roof of the building across the street. Just step over the railing, and you'll be on your way. Fallon looked down. Strange machines moved on the street below. Lights glowed and flashed. Cars, some part of his brain whispered. Get a grip. You're fourteen floors above the street. Don't you see the bridge? Tucker asked. It leads to all the answers, Fallon. You just follow the crystal brick road to find the wizard. Fallon concentrated. A crystal bridge materialized in the night. The transparent steps were infused with an internal light. He pulled harder on his talent. The bridge brightened and beckoned but a tiny sliver of awareness sliced through the wonder of the scene. Think I've seen that bridge before, he said. Yeah. For the first time, Tucker sounded slightly disconcerted. Where? In the movies. Damn silly plot, but the special effects were mildly entertaining. Tucker chuckled. Leave it to Fallon Jones to come up with a logical explanation for a perfectly good hallucination. Well, it was worth a shot. But if you won't do this the easy way, I guess we'll have to go with plan B. He moved suddenly, bringing up the object in his hand. Fallon tried to raise one arm to block the blow, but his muscles would not obey. Instinctively, he twisted aside instead. He lost his balance and went down hard on the tiled floor. The object Tucker wielded was a hammer. It struck inches away from Fallon's head. He heard the crack of the tiles. The entire balcony shuddered with the force of the blow. Somewhere in the night, a woman started screaming. You crazy son of a bitch, Tucker said. He raised the hammer for another blow. You're supposed to be out of your head by now. Fallon rolled away and reached for more talent. The hammer struck the floor of the balcony again. He managed to scramble to his feet. The sparkling, iridescent night spun wildly around him. Tucker charged him in a violent rush. The promise of imminent death sent another rush of adrenaline through Fallon, producing a few seconds of brilliant clarity. He finally succeeded in getting a focus. 
For an instant, the familiar features of the man he had considered a trusted friend were clearly visible in the light from the living room. Tucker's face was twisted with a maddened rage. Fallon realized that he had never known the real Tucker until tonight. The shock of being so terribly, horribly wrong brought another dose of clarity. People had died because of Tucker Austin, and Fallon knew that he was in part to blame. He summoned up the full raging force of his talent, reached into the heart of chaos and seized a fistful of fire. He hurled the invisible currents of paranormal radiation into Tucker's aura. Not exactly Zeus with the lightning bolts, but good enough to get the job done. Tucker grunted once, clutched at his heart, and instinctively reeled backward to escape the onslaught of energy. He fetched up hard against the balcony railing. He was a tall man. The barrier caught him at mid-thigh. The force of his momentum sent him over the edge. He did not scream because he was already dead.